0: All I knew is that I really wanted to be able to care for the patients um, in this really holistic way where I was part of, you know, part of their lives, that trusted person um, and that they had time to see me and I could take care of them to the best I could.
1: Welcome to Forever Young, the house podcast from Lanzerhof. My name is Niels Behrens and I'm not looking for eternal use. I'm trying to find answers to what leading a healthy life really means. Therefore, I will be talking to various health experts to find out what you can do to stay fit for as long as possible. And who knows, perhaps this knowledge will help lead you to a longer life after all. Whenever we are sick, we turn to our general practitioner for advice and support. If you think about it, almost every person who eventually gets diagnosed with a disease, a health issue, or something else is seeing their GP first. And to one of London's finest GPs, I would like to introduce you now. Dr. Samina Showi is one of the most renowned doctors in London. After attaining postgraduate qualifications in pediatrics, uh, obstetrics, and gynecology, and general practice, and uh, subsequently eight years of experience as a GP, she opened the Harley Street General Practice in 2002. Since June 2020, she's a new doctor at Lanzhof at the Arts Club and runs her satellite clinic from Dover Street two times a week. And I'm very excited to have her join me in today's episode. Welcome, Dr. Shamina Shogi.
0: Thank you Niels and thank you so much for asking me to do this podcast with you it's um it's an excitement
1: <laughs> yeah it is and we are also very excited to have you now in our team and uh, I think it's a great opportunity to give you the, here the possibility to yeah make a little introduction for our listeners uh, especially for our Lanzerhof guests from london and yeah this brings me to my first question. Um, why have you decided to become a doctor?
0: <laughs> well, I was brought up in a medical family. My father was a doctor and my mother was a nurse. And so from the age of as long as I can remember, um, I was just told that I would be doing medicine. So there was no real choice in it. Um, but having said that, when I got to A-levels and doing my further edgy sort of pre-graduate stuff, I really had a passion for art and I wanted to design shoes. But my father said to me that he really thought it would be more sensible for me to ensure that I could uh, have a profession that would earn me a living, and there was plenty of time for me to design shoes later on in my life. So I went into medicine, and I honestly haven't looked back.
1: So you never regretted that you are not a shoe designer now?
0: No, there's so many good ones out there, I just enjoy going and shopping. (laughs)
1: Okay, and uh, the range of, of uh, let's say, trainings are quite wide with uh, pediatrics and uh, obstetrics and gynecology and, um, yeah, at the end you are ended up as a, as a GP. Um, so was this um, choice you made because you want to be the first contact for the patients or what was, um, what was the background behind this decision?
0: Well, as a medical student, we go through all the specialities and in my time as a as a student I really enjoyed obstetrics and gynecology. And the the first baby that I delivered as a medical student, I can still see the mother, the baby, the whole experience so vividly, and I thought that's really what I wanted to do. But then I realized, and growing up with my father being a GP for many years. It was such a vocation for him, and the patients were part of our family life. You know, they'd come to the house, I'd hear him on the phone, and I realized that I wanted to be able to look after patients in, throughout their life and try to help them in all aspects of problems that they may have. So being that sort of more traditional center of their medical needs to then help them and refer them on to specialists as they needed.
1: Yes, and you started with your own um, clinic in 2002. Was it already at Harley Street? Uh,
0: There was nothing at Harley Street. Um, I left the previous practice where I was working. Um, I was single, I had no family, and um, it was taken over by a big corporate company. And I thought, what am I passionate about? What do I want to do? So talking to a few colleagues, decided there was no reason for me not to set up my own place. So I rented some rooms. And, uh, got some telephones installed and my secretary came with me and I literally started September 20, well, 2002, um, and waited for my patients to come see me. It, and
1: when did the first come?
0: <laughs> oh, I had a couple booked in for the first days. It was good, <laughs> but um, it was an i i, I did it. I didn't know what I was letting myself in for, to be honest with you. But all I knew is that I really wanted to be able to care for the patients um, in this really holistic way, where I was part of you know part of their lives, that trusted person, um, and that they had time to see me, and I could take care of them to the best I could
1: yeah so uh, when I met you for the, or when we had our first conversation, I really um, experienced from the very first minute that you are a very caring person, so from your from your attitude. Um, do you think this this is might be one of your secrets of your success, or are you also doing from your point of view something different to your colleagues?
0: well When I was um, interviewed at medical school, we, one of the questions we have to prepare for is, why do you want to become a doctor? And the obvious answer is because I like helping people. And yet when you say it, it sounds so, such a cliche. And having been qualified now for more than 20 years, I can, I think probably about 10 years ago, I suddenly realized that actually I love what I do so much because I really do love helping people. And I think I, I have a very caring nature. Um, I I feel so fortunate and honored to be that person in people's lives that they come to when they have all sorts of problems, not even medical. It could be their relationship problems. It could be where to go and get their hair done. It could be all sorts of things um, because they value my opinion and they know that I genuinely care. So in answer to your question, I think it is a great strength that I have and I'm certainly told that. But it, it means so much to people when you are in pain physically, when you have emotional pain, when there's something wrong, that you know that there's someone who's going to embrace you and your worries and your problems and take care of you. And it might not be that I can solve all the problems, but I know who to go to to ask for help. So it's that that they they, they need that I can give in the practice. And I think it's, we know ourselves it's forming that relationship where you know the person you don't have to go through meeting a new doctor every time my team here are wonderful and so the admin staff know the patients really well and it's that familiar voice on the phone Um, and it's nice to feel that you have that relationship
1: yeah and at the end it's also a matter of trust so if you have someone who you can really trust, and where you have made some good experience, I think this is the most important thing for a doctor. But I also, so I personally uh, love it if you have someone who have at the end a strong recommendation, because for me the doctor is also a kind of captain, and at the end uh, he has to show me my way to, to the to a better health or, or to become healthy again. And um, I really hate it if um, if a doctor is not convinced of what he's doing. So when he say, okay, there's route A, there's root B, and when I ask her yeah, about root C, yeah, this is also possible. This <laughs> is, <laughs> for me, the worst.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, my my, I'm, my patients know that I'm a very sort of Very sort of soft and caring, and very, very nice, and all that. But so sometimes route A is, you know, I, I sometimes say to people, okay, we can do route A, you can take route A, but you're not going to get to where you want to go. Sometimes they're really ill, and there's no option; they have to take route B. And they, they over the years, they sort of they've said to me in the past when I've been quite directive about what they must do for their health. Um, and they say to me afterwards, "Yes, we know when when you get give us that look. You know, I know when you give me that look, I know that you're serious, and I have to do what you tell me." <laughs> I've heard it so many times. And, um, okay. So, so yes, it is important to, I think as a GP as well, you're like the conductor of an orchestra, um, and you're playing the song for, for the, for the patient and you have the help and support of all the people around to, to get the best outcome.
1: Yeah, I think the conductor is a good picture, but also if you think about it, we have someone uh, for our finance uh, things. Uh, we have someone for uh, our tax. So we have consultants everywhere, and at the end, we also need someone who is our health consultant we can trust. And I yeah. think this is if you find someone like this in your life, then it is very helpful, and then hopefully you would never lose uh, this person again. So I I just experience it because my uh, one of my personal consultants uh, just retired now and <laughs> so <laughs> it is uh, for me a big loss um, but coming back to the responsibility of a, of a doctor in general so you're treating people which are thick but um, I think you are also making sure that they won't get sick again so in other word prevention is one part of your job and what would you say what is the harder job to Um, getting them healthy again or to work on the prevention with them i think to
0: be honest with you when somebody comes and they're sick and they have a problem we diagnose it we treat and that actually in many ways is easier because the thing about prevention is so let's say you know you you had a near or you had a heart attack and you're fine you then have a great motivation to change your lifestyle to prevent that happening again. But when you've not had a medical event like that and you know that you maybe need to lose some weight and you need to exercise and um, all these things are going to create a better health for you in the future, that's the harder one because people have really, they can get support from all different um, areas, and but they've got to really want to change to make that change. And it's convincing them and helping them every step of the way to that point of better health by preventing. So I think that's actually the more of a challenge. More of a challenge for the patient, um, whereas the other one's more of a challenge for me.
1: Yeah. I think there's also a big problem because there's no glory in prevention because uh, <laughs> when you pre- prevented that uh, the patient didn't get sick he won't tell this everybody but if you cure someone then uh, he will tell it for sure everyone so <laughs> you will get for sure more recommendation by curing someone than preventing to uh, someone from getting ill
0: Well uh- listen for me people getting better and helping people is the you know it is so fulfilling but actually if you have i've many patients over the years um who have needed to make lifestyle changes to prevent illnesses and actually they over the years they'll come back and they say oh, i'll never forget that conversation that we had and i might have just said something that's struck a chord with them that was the catalyst to them make change and they then can reflect on it and think gosh I'm so pleased that you made it obvious to me what would happen if I carried on in this way of life and the benefits and where I can find a better healthier and happier life if I did something different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You also did something different because you joined a TV show in the UK, uh, Diet Doctors, and um, there's one quote I really liked in this TV show that uh, you say uh, we live in an age where so many of us are obsessed with how we look on the outside, and we should pay more attention to what's going on in the inside. So, what do you mean with, by uh, what do you mean by the inside?
0: Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, The inside really, to me, I, I guess, is the invisible. It's what none of us can see about what's going on inside our external appearance. And that goes, you know, from head to toe, really. So from our psyche, what's going on in our mind, mentally, emotionally, what's going on within our blood with all the constituents or vitamins, our diet, our our oxygen, our lungs. It's, It's everything that we can't see that's actually contributing it mostly to what we see on the outside. So it's very easy for us to think we can go and have our hair done, we can, you know, go to the gym, we can improve our muscle tone and all these things, which are wonderful, but it all comes from the inside. And I think people should think more about healthier diets, about exercise and I think lockdown um, has been very good for a lot of people to give them the opportunity to really address some of these issues because they've had more time at home, less time commuting and not being able to go out very much and so it's given them a chance to try and trigger some of the changes that they want. So that's been a positive thing that I've seen in a lot of people.
1: Yeah absolutely, absolutely. There were also some positive effects of corona What advice would you give to our listeners to take care of it?
0: I think we all, everyone knows what we should be doing in terms of our our lifestyle, but it's actually believing that we can make change, wanting to make change, and then taking action. And if we feel that we can't do it ourselves, I would just say to the listeners, go and ask for help, seek advice, you don't have to do it yourself, and it's all achievable.
1: Excellent, Samina. Um, thank you very much for this conversation, and I'm yeah, I'm really happy that you're now part of our team, and I'm looking forward to see you in London.
0: Thank you so much, Nils, and I look forward to. You.
1: Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please leave me a review and subscribe to this podcast. Please stay healthy.